0: Mealy, it's almost winter break. Are you exhausted? I'm like dually exhausted, like my Ford
1: Granada. I
0: wasn't expecting a joke that dumb right out of the gate. Thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm so proud and upset. Well, one of the main things that's stressing me out. You buy a present. I've got to get this to um, friends in another state. But then it's so exhausting just waiting in line at USPS. Not that they're
0: not hardworking, but it's busy this time of year. An easier way to do it? Stamps.com. How does that work? You can save time, you can save money, you can save stress, all by going to Stamps.com
1: and using a special promo code. What's the code? Oh, like, pod, like you're listening to a podcast now, but just but drop off the cast to keep it fast. And if you use it, you get a four-week
0: free trial. That, that brings you over to January. Free postage, you get digital scale.
1: So go ahead and um, click on that thing and, and mail that stuff. You can even mail something to me. I'm not giving you my address, but if you figure it out, you can mail something to me challenge accepted internet okay thank you neely i have two problems what are those i
0: really love the show on professional development and i have a big blank spot on my chest where
1: my shirt is first of all the first one doesn't sound like a problem i mean it's so much love i can't contain it and you also have what a blank spot on your chest Yeah, where my shirt is. You you never grew chest hair? Obviously not. (laughs) Oh, I know what you should do. You should go to this link in the show notes and get an unprofessional development t-shirt.
0: Yes, that sounds like exactly what I needed for this premise. So boys and girls, we have t-shirts. We have magnets. We We have buttons.
1: Show your unprofessional love. That way you'll get to know who your fellow unprofessionals are when you're walking down the hallway and go, Oh, you listen to that too? Be an
0: unprofessional representative. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very idealistic episode of Unprofessional Development. I'm Tedisco.
1: And I'm Mealy, And today with with us, we have Ryan Scott from the Big Idea podcast. Before this recording started, we had a little mini debate, and so we're going to kind of see how this goes. But my prompt was to describe your education bio as a bowl of checks Mix. And then beforehand, we started to get into it. I want to debate, apparently... I don't know the difference between checks mix and trail mix, and these other two gentlemen are going to share with me and maybe you the distinction, or maybe you are like turning off this podcast because you think I'm a horrible guy because I don't know the distinction. So, <laughs> so, so enlighten me, Chex fellas, mix
0: purists out there.
1: Yeah.
2: So, I, so here's the deal: like checks mix is like what you eat at party. Trail okay. mix is what sustains you on the trail. Um, ah. If, am I if I am out? In the woods, which I like to do, you know, hiking a bunch of miles and stuff. I need something with some calories, that kind of stuff. And so Trail Mix actually has like chocolate and more like nuts. But then it also has, um, let's see, like raisins, maybe some fruit, stuff like that. Chex Mix. Yeah, Chex Mix is like you're broke and you're going to have a party. So you go (laughs) buy all these bags of different crap and just throw it in a bowl and mix it up.
1: Is Chex Mix more carbs and Trail Mix more protein? I think yeah, that's a good way to say it. Okay, but I love I love the ride chips. I don't. That's just me. I'm I'm a huge ride chip guy. I, I think sometimes there 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 are people who don't appreciate them, but I love. You the need rye to be chips.
0: with something. Like I can't imagine just buying ride. If I saw somebody eating ride chips by itself, I, that person's a psychopath. Okay, completely okay.
1: suspect. Yeah. Absolutely. Sorry, Well then, uh, mad
0: sus as the kids <laughs> say. That's
1: exactly <laughs> right. Okay. So anyway, so so whether it be trail mix or chex mix whatever whatever it is some some people like like both some people like, prefer one over the other but so describe your education bio as as a bowl of um of, of whatever whatever mix that's in your your bag your bowl your your whatever it is that your your uh, your Tupperware container
2: okay so hang with me here on this allegory yeah um so as i kind of alluded to earlier like chex mix to me is this bowl of all kinds of different stuff just thrown together hoping oh. it takes good and no. so, okay, so my educational bio, yeah, um, I've been in education now for, let's see, this is year number 15, and I have done everything, let's see, I spent multiple years as a kindergarten teacher, which I loved to death, and then I also was an RTI specialist. I don't um, know what, that st-
1: what does that stand for? R-
2: uh, response to Intervention. Okay. So I, like, I'm special, a- nut- Special ed, basically? No, 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 no. So like uh, tier two, tier three. So I would take the tier three students and teach them specific decoding skills of how, you know, how to read, that kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, but then I've also been a fourth grade teacher. I've also been an elementary principal, and now I am a high school assistant principal.
1: So wow. i got a little bit of everything. You have, a big, you, have a, you have a good mix in your bowl there. That's
0: the whole bingo card.
1: yes that's not it's a checks mix it's a it's a trail mix stop don't bring bingo card into our don't mix our metaphors okay sorry just just mix our just mix our trails and mix our checks our checkses
2: (laughs) yeah but you know the thing that makes checks mix when i'm reading the bio of checks mix here on google you know because you can find everything out on Google. yes um so you posed this question to me i'm like i don't even know what's in checks mix so let's google it but What's really intriguing to me is this last sentence: uh-huh. a unique seasoning blend. So, yes. I would say what has c- permeated all of these different levels that I've been in mm-hmm. is just a very sincere focus on relationships first. Amen. At every single level, mm-hmm. um, you know, obviously at the kindergarten level, my relationships were a little bit differently than yeah, at a little more paternal level. Yeah. well, in wiping noses, Yes. Um, you know that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but uh yeah definitely I'm definitely one of those uh connections well I, I always say it, connections to poor content so um okay. that's my cool. bio in a bag
1: okay cool cool yes, and and uh, apparently there's some crunchy stuff in there and, and some sweet stuff so and and it, some, it's and thin some... sweet there you go there you go don't you, you bake the check mix too does that, that does that happen does it get put in the oven after you put the seasoning on it don't you bake it so there's this stuff called <sighs>
2: Uh, you put yes. chocolate oh. and powdered sugar on it. Muddy buddies. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But you you can make it at your house, and I can't remember what it's called. It's got like a reference to a dog. I don't know what it's called.
1: Oh, I don't know. Okay, welcome to the Food yeah. Network. Where's yes, adults? you call
2: those are Chex Muddy Buddies.
1: Yes, I used to love that those. Yeah. I've never had that. No, I just eat the rye chips because apparently I'm a psychopath. So yes, <laughs>
2: yes.
0: Uh, we we always know.
1: What would you call
0: it if you opened up your Ziploc bag of trail mix and poured it into the Chex Mix and then mixed it up and
2: served it?
1: Ooh, I don't know. I mean, you'd Um, be a monster. Anarchy, basically. Crap. (laughs) (laughs)
2: That's what I would call it.
1: (laughs) Untouched. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, you go to your um, trail mix dealer and They're trying to make a little extra money, so they cut the trail mix with with Chex mix once it once it comes across the border, and they're trying to (laughs) stretch it out to to make a little more return on their on their trail mix. It's Actually,
0: only Chex mix is made in the Chex
2: area of France. That's true. Um, Yes. Yes, Hey, I got it. I I remember what it is. Puppy chow. It's called puppy chow. It's called
1: puppy chow. Um,
2: Yeah. So you take the Chex mix and you put powdered sugar and chocolate chips. And peanut butter.
1: Oh, okay. now I
2: would eat that. I, I so would. Get I would gather. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Wow, okay.
0: that sounds dangerous.
1: Yeah, puppy chow. I don't know. Puppy I to like. You guys have eaten dirt before, where you just take like broken up Oreos in uh, what is it like Cool Whip or whatever? Oh, dirt mm-hmm. pudding. Yeah, yeah. I love some dirt.
2: I thought she okay. literally meant dirt.
1: <laughs> yes,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I followed you on that same journey.
1: Well, if you're on the <laughs> you're <laughs> on you're guys eat dirt, yeah, where you're on glue. Just, you're on the trail and you need to make it to the next campsite. And I mean, you got to like get something. There's some, there's some iron in there and whatever else when you eat, if you just eat dirt. It's what you dip your, your rye chips in, right? Ah, <sighs> i tell you what, why you bully the rye chip? It's such <laughs> a good thing. Okay. I All had right. some, I literally had some yesterday.
0: All right, Ryan. So you run the big idea podcast, right? Not, so not, you're-
1: not associated. have you been sued by, um, uh, the VeggieTales people, by the way? Why? That's their-, that's their Is um, that a thing? That's their production company. Oh, crud. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, look, like, I to- I totally could not afford a copyright lawyer. Yeah. Um, so, look, um, VeggieTales, you know, please show me a little grace, because obviously <laughs> that's what you're about. Yes. Um, Don't tell them that lie.
0: Yes. yes. What, you need to, what you meant to say was you have five production lawyers <laughs> on retainer who've informed you that they can't yeah. sue you. Yeah. They're not even going to start the fight. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to argue with you. Okay. Yep. We we're going to edit it so it sounds like you said that.
1: Yeah. All right.
2: Okay.
0: So-, <laughs> so, so your big ideas podcast. So, wh- from your podcast, what are some of your favorite big ideas? Um, that, that you could choose and and how could we apply them
2: okay um so i'll tell you what the, one of the ones that is sticking into my brain right now i had a little girl her name was Marin hansen and she was seven years old well she was seven i think she's probably still seven Okay. um but she was from montana and she talked with me about what her ideal school would be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and it was in the way like a seven-year-old child could talk about yeah. what their ideal school could be. Um, but a, a lot of it was just about being able to come to school and have fun. Like cool. it was all revolving around fun. Um, when I was in the classroom, one of my things that I like to say is you can't learn unless you're having fun. That's um, true. So so I really, really liked the fact that the seven-year-old girl was kind of reinforcing some of those things. Um, just fun is just super important, you know? I mean... It is.
1: By the way, speaking of fun, yesterday I played my first Bluket, okay? I don't know if you guys have dipped into the Bluket world yet, but um, have you disco Yes. Okay, how much fun is Bluket?
0: I mean, it's easier for me. I turn it on for my students and let them do it.
1: Okay, so Bluket... For those of you who haven't done it yet, or haven't played it yet, maybe by the time this podcast comes out, maybe Bluket will be even bigger. It's essentially Kahoot, but you can steal points from other people, and what points you get varies. It's It's... There's just more gamification to it. It's got different levels to it. And one yeah, of my favorite things is... Instead of it
0: being just a normal, like, here's a question and four answers, like, there are games involved. So for some of them, you're hoarding points, or you're stealing points from other people, yeah. or you're going in a tournament mode against others. Yeah.
1: The coolest one to me is you occasionally... And it's it's almost like drawing cards after you get a right answer. You get to pick from, like, Community Chest, or, or uh, what the other, the other one is, Chance. And all of a sudden... So, like, the one you get, and it says... Swap. So you can literally be in last place and you push, when you get one question right, you hit swap and now you have swapped points with the first place person and they are, and they are in, um, last place. And that gets the, the, the crowd to, um, screaming. They, they don't like going from first place to, to to last place like that. So it's, um, it's a lot of fun. And And I played, so I played one academic game with my students and then we did, there's other like, like logos or name that animal or some other, just, just kind of goofy ones. So I played like, um, one or two of those with each of my classes as well, so that I could actually be in the game and, um, play with them. And then, um, a the kid stole my points. Uh, I was not, t- I said, young lady, I'm going to take 25% of your grades since you took 25% <laughs> of my, um, points here. So, um, uh, it's good stuff, but yeah, I love, I love, I love me some blookit. So if you haven't played It yet, I highly, highly, highly recommend some D L O O K E T. Oh uh, So, is there any other ones? That's, uh, other than um, the seven-year-old, or did she? Yeah, did she have yeah. Any, or was One more Did she have any like concrete stuff, like teachers should do this or shouldn't do that? Did you? Did she get down to that, or is it? Was her? Um...
2: So she wanted a slide. Uh, uh-huh. Right. Well, so that was good. Me she too. A, actually. Yeah. Inside, like inside the school. Inside, inside. That's, yeah. Yes, yep.
1: like uh, what's his name yeah. has down in Atlanta. Um, uh huh. Ron yep. Clark. Yep. yep. Very good. Right. Yep. Five points for you. Okay. Well, you know. Um.
2: Well, I, I used to teach at a school that our principal would take a group of kid, group of teachers to Ron Clark, Ron Clark. Academy every year. Cool. Um. So you know, I, I kind of I know about old Ronnie. Ron Clark. But, uh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: Some love him. Some 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 not so much. I've noticed though. Anyway, he's a little polarizing. So. He, is a, he is a little polarized. Yeah. yeah so uh, I His actually just books made just me cry, recorded, though. So that's all I'll say. Go ahead.
2: So I just actually recorded my 50th episode. Nice. Um, yeah. I got to have the uh, magnanimous Hamish Brewer sit through um, an interview, which was.
1: I don't know who that is, though. So.
2: so it is. the He is the skateboarding principal, turnaround principal from Virginia. Okay. He is um, from New Zealand. So he's got that awesome accent. Yeah. Um, he's written a book called Relentless. Okay. Um, he's like the tattooed skateboarding principal from Virginia. Cool. Um, very out of the box. Very like, this is me. This is what I do for my kids. If you don't like it, tough. Um, <laughs> like, but he's got an awesome story as well. Cool. Um, but out of those, and what 50, was his, what I mean, was his
1: big idea? Just, just do things
2: out of the box. Um, uh, essentially his, let me, let me look at my notes. Okay. Because actually, no, Hamish was talking about connections. Okay, it was all cool. about the connections. Yeah, it was all about cool. the connections and about um, not being afraid, basically, to stand up for your kids. Cool. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll tell you, one of my, also my favorites, and a very specific one, um, a buddy of mine, Ben Koenig, he is a music teacher in elementary. And he had this idea um, uh, based around um, teacher evaluations. mm mm-hmm. um, I am you know, an administrator, so I'm starting to do this evaluation junk.
1: I'm sorry. Uh, yes. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. The number one thing that I probably despise the most about my job. Yeah. Um, but he had this idea that kind of went contrary to how we do it, which is there are two minis and then a full if you're non-tenured. And yeah. the minis are 20 minutes apiece. piece. Um, the full is like a whole class period. Mm -hmm. Um, But then, you know, through 20 minutes, we're supposed to know exactly how this teacher teaches and be able to the Danielson framework whatever. But his idea was um, instead of that, let an administrator spend the entire day with the teacher from start to finish, Um, maybe like twice a year, one in the maybe in the beginning of the year, one at Mm -hmm. the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And essentially just to get to feel the classroom. Um, wow. Because I don't think anybody could realistically get a good snapshot of a teacher's effectiveness in 20 minutes. Yeah. Um, I, 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 agree. I You agree.
1: know, I think, think that be
0: good for teachers who get like nervous. Yeah. Too. Like you can't be nervous for a whole day. Like you'll have right. the jitters, but after a while, you're like, all right,
2: you're here.
1: Yeah. Right. And also for the teachers that, um, fake it, that are really good at, um, <laughs> oh, oh,
2: oh, yes. The old dog and pony show. Yeah.
1: Oh, can I tell that story again to this guy? Oh,
2: definitely. I was waiting for it. Okay.
1: <laughs> so, so Ryan, you'll get a kick out of this. Okay. So, a, a student and the students will tell on the teachers, right? Oh, yeah. So, a student told me this because I had had, a, I, had, had a, I just had an admin come in and you know observe me for I can't remember if it was a full or whatever, but it wasn't quite the full class. They, they left, and there was like how much time in the class. And so, student said, Mister, let me tell you. Um, about one time when I saw another time an admin come in. I go, Oh, well, tell me. He goes, So there was this teacher and we had them every day or whatever. She said on the, on the first day of, um, the week, they would have a 10 slide presentation. Okay. And they would, uh, go through the 10 slides and we were supposed to take notes on those 10 slides. And that normally took about, 30 45 minutes of of an 80 of an 80 minute class. And he said and after the after the went to 30 minutes of doing the slides and taking notes. He said, "You guys can do whatever you want the rest of the class." And then the next day, the kids would come in and there would be a 10 question quiz on the uh 10 slides that they had the day before. And when they were done the 10 question quiz, then they could do whatever they want.
2: Oh, yeah, that's a good idea.
1: And that and they just rinse and repeat, you know, teaching Not (laughs) every rinse and repeat every single day. Okay, he said that's where the class was. It was nonstop. Ten slides, ten questions, ten slides, ten questions. Right, and maybe like less than half of the actual class period was any kind of learning at all going on. And the rest of the time, they would the teacher would have no interaction with them whatsoever. They would just be in their computer or whatever they were doing. So admin comes in to observe them. This teacher goes to the um behind his desk or in the closet or whatever gets out um poster boards he organizes the kids in groups and they all get in group tables he gives them this poster board they have some kind of a rubric they're doing wow. this interactive like whole shebang and he's got all the every box checked every bell and whistle okay and then they're doing all that stuff Admin leaves, like you know, they're not even done doing whatever the the, the group project is. Ad, admin leaves, and the, a kid goes, um, "So does this due? Is this going to be like a, like a test grade or just a homework grade or whatever whatever the thing was?" And he's like, "You can do whatever you want with that. I don't even care if you finish it."
2: <laughs> and the little monkey jumps around with a hat,
1: right. And- like, <laughs> but like, I mean, and I'm not saying you can fool all admin all the time, but he, but he got he away with
2: fool it. fool some admin some of the time.
1: Right. He got away with that one. As of, far first, as I, of course he did. Right. Of course he did. You know? Of course he
2: did. I'll tell you another, uh, one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, so, if you don't know who this guy is, you need to check him out. His name is Bob Barr. Okay. Um, he has studied high-performing, high-poverty schools for literally 45 years. Wow. Um, he was dean of education at IU, dean of education at Boise State. Um, he wrote the book Culture of Hope and Building a Resilient School. Okay. Um, just phenomenal man. Um, I liked him so much that I invited him. Um, I put on a poverty summit at my elementary school. Mm-hmm. Um. We got all the, you know, all the community together. We were going to talk about poverty in our community. We were going to talk about what were the barriers because it was a very rural community. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a big contingency of my students that lived on a old, um, World War II army barracks. Oh, wow. And yeah, the kids still lived in the barracks and they were not in good shape. Yeah. Um, very, very like, something like 70% of my students lived in a high poverty area. Um, and so Bob came, we had this great, 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 um, conversation with the community members. Um, I think we kind of ticked off some of the political leaders because mm-hmm. we call, kind of called them out on this poverty stuff, <laughs> but, um, no, it, I know it did. Um, <laughs> good. And there you go. Yes, I agree. Um, but there was a reason I only stuck around for two years at that school. Sometimes <laughs> when you ruffle feathers, there's yeah. pushback. Yes. Um, it happens. But when Bob was on my show, we talked about this idea that I believe 1000%. And it's about school as a uh, first responder for children of poverty. Yeah. So like, um, building a school that is like liter- literally a triage center for your kids and for mm-hmm. your families mm-hmm. um, so that, you know, especially out here... I, where are you guys? I don't even know where you we're, guys we're are.
1: In, we're in North Carolina. We, we kind of keep North it Carolina. like... We keep it kind of vague, but we're, we're, let's just say we're in North Carolina.
2: Okay, so like, rural, urban?
1: We're urban. Okay, okay, but that's so... It, you, no more questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so,
2: are you in the United States? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it depends. Okay. We're, we're,
1: we're, in, we're, okay. in a, we're in a multiverse, so it's, it's hard to say. on a planet in the Milky Way. Yeah. It, oh, it, it, very specific. It, Thank it, you. Man. It, it, my parents it, it, are from there. In one, the, one of the timelines that exists. Anyway.
2: <laughs> no, so out here, um, one of my passions is rural education because mm-hmm. rural schools literally um, have nothing. Like, yeah. there's no transportation system. Uh, we may not have access to mental health. We may not have access to regular health. Yeah. Um, and so his idea and one that I have taken to heart is that if our schools offered all of those services and were kind of like the center of that school, of that community, um, you would be able to raise the hope, um, mm-hmm. and, you know, counteract learned helplessness. Yeah. So that was a really, really awesome episode. That was episode three. If anybody's listening, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's a great one. Cool. That's interesting.
0: Yeah, because I see a lot of teachers, you know, uh, pushing back and and I, I know myself, like we were just talking about this the other day. I was feeling kind of worried about schools being forced to take on so much from society and feeling so overwhelmed. So so w- what did you talk about? Like, how can teachers keep from overwhelmed, being overwhelmed if we're constantly being seen as the ones who need to be addressing
2: those issues um, for? OK, so this is for me if I believe very much in purpose-driven uh, education. So yes, if you just look at education as a job, it's very, very easy to get overwhelmed and it's very, very easy to burn out and it's very, very easy to get hung up on the wrong stuff. But to me, um, I believe this is my purpose. I believe that I was put in wherever I'm at to make the lives of my students and my families better. Mm -hmm. So if I know that, then, and I'm also thinking long-term, it's easier when you come across those, you know, potholes or bumps in the road, that kind of stuff. It's much easier. Um, Now, having said that, I know not everybody is like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I know the average retention for, for teachers is around five years. But, and this is, maybe this is going to fly in the face of some people, but in all reality, teachers have became, well, okay, let me put it this way. If, if, if a student is lucky enough to have two parents at home, mm-hmm. those two parents more than likely are working, which means they see their parent probably one hour to an hour and a half every night. When you, you know, when you talk about baths, bedtime, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And so really and realistically, how much is a parent really passing on to their to their kid if they're only seeing them an hour to an hour and a half, five days a week? Because I don't know about anybody else out there, but on the Saturdays and Sundays at my house, they are crazy. We're cleaning the house. We're doing soccer. We're doing church. We're going here. We're going there. So there we don't realistically have those moments i think that used to be able to happen and so now school to me has become less about the content way less about the content and more about the psychology and about you know motivating kids and about teaching those soft skills which aren't really soft but we like to call them soft to make them sound like they're not so important um so you know to me, um, yeah, it is a big deal. And, but at the end of the day, if you see it for what it is, like this is your opportunity to literally change the world. And if you see it like that, it makes the hard days easier. Does that make sense? I hope. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. It does. And, 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 I agree. And I, I think though that I'm going to kind of like kind of straddle, straddle the fence on this one a little bit. I do think so. There's a couple things is that. If the work is being put in consistently by teachers um, from K through 12 and we're support and it's not just like a spotty where like th- this teacher here is trying to like, you know, do this kind of work or that kind of work. Then I think then the then the load on each individual teacher can kind of be dispersed a little bit and then we can and. As kids get older, and if we make this more consistent, it takes a while front load. If maybe the first so many years, and then kids will come to you in fifth and sixth grade with a foundation, with the language to talk about mental health and to talk about um, you know the the, the the quote unquote soft skills and and how to communicate, interact, problem solve. Not just like a math problem, but how how do I solve you know conflict resolution? You know what I mean? And and no, we can't. Um, and you know, restorative justice and all, all, all these types of things as they become familiar with it. Then at some point, then it doesn't become as much of a, um, a burden. And I think if you can get a community to buy in with that, and then you also have to have them to some degree buy in, they go, okay, what's going to happen if we do this is we're going to have to cut out some of the fat of the content and go, Hey, this kid might only know um 25 state capitals instead of 50 state capitals, or they only might be able to do X, Y, and Z, but that's okay because we're grownups and we know that what we learned in school, we don't have to, we don't have to use and we didn't remember either so that if we can get, if we can get people to like
2: we have Google,
1: right, <laughs> exactly. Um, if we can get people and we can get people to, um, to, to, to buy into that but it, it, it does take a lot and it takes it takes community community buy-in and and teacher buy-in but it, but it is challenging but i do think that that in the long run it'll actually make teachers jobs more rewarding easier. more fulfilling and and, and and easier because we can we can make this happen as, as we build a community but it's not going to happen very quickly go ahead ryan
2: so i'm raising my hand
1: okay <laughs> yeah
2: no let me hop off of that so like i am in favor um, I am in favor of radically changing the way that we do the three levels of education. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like now we kind of ask the same things of all three levels. Yeah. Um, just to a little bit of a different degree. To yeah. me, elementary should be about first and foremost developing SES skill, SEL skills, mm-hmm. social and emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. um, executive functioning. Those types of things that when you look at the numbers here in Kentucky, 22 percent of our kids live in live in poverty. So we know that 22 percent of every kid is coming into school with social and emotional, you know, thinking about not to not to generalize, but the overarching research has shown kids that live in poverty have deficits in these things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And we also show here in the state of Kentucky, based on the last kindergarten readiness test, 50% of our kids aren't even ready for kindergarten, but we throw them into kindergarten with these. Let's be, let's be really honest. These standards that were written, written by the middle or upper class people with no kind of thought towards the fact that you are literally create, creating a treadmill to special education. Um, because we have kids that are entering into a system that never slows down for them. Yeah. Um, and just, just pushes them off into sped. Um, I want to see kind of like I said, kindergarten going back to what it used to be, the grade equalizer, but also elementary building those foundational skills. Mm-hmm. It is totally okay. If a third and fourth and a fifth grader does not know how to write a extended response question, it mm-hmm. is, to- it is completely okay to me if they are not able to you know, um, you know, some of these things that, that we ask them to do, mm-hmm. um, we ask that, we're asking them to do all these things, be able to collaborate, be able to, um, you know, we, we throw these five C's in there, try to do all of this during elementary. Let's lay a really solid foundation of, at elementary levels and let's take some stuff off the teacher's plates instead of a mile wide of standards. Let's condense them. Let's make them really deep. Let's give them some time to do all of this stuff. And guess what? When you get to middle school, your kids are going to be more leveled. Then you can start to lay in lay in the collaborative assignments. You can start to lay in the project-based learning. You can start to lay in all of those things. And then guess what? By the time you get to high school, you might actually have kids that are motivated, that mm-hmm. see the value in SAT and ACT and AP. You might actually change... Um, you know, you might actually counteract this, this epidemic of learned helplessness that happens because we are piling so much crap. Sorry, yeah. my, for my language, so much crap onto our kids. They, yeah. They're
0: so used to failing. And by the time they're at high school, they just go, well, I know I'm going to keep failing. So why so try? And, and I've right. been pushed along this whole time anyway. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to say the statistics here in North Carolina are uh, that everybody's panicking because uh, I want to say it's something like 30% of our third graders didn't meet the requirements to go on to fourth grade. And are being held back, it, and that's that thirty percent excludes the kids who went to summer school to be passed on, yeah. which is dumb because yeah. they couldn't pass the reading test.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I was going to say a couple of teacher, <laughs> a, couple, a couple of things I'm, I'm, on that. Yeah, and yeah go. What, what, something you did just just kind of like you know, um, one of my little pet peeves. So we have to find the balance, and I am not against challenging kids, pushing kids to 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 to. To get to where you know, quote unquote, high and inspe- I expectations, but if like you're saying, if all the kids, if you're doing something and you're having a really, really, really low success rate in your class, then that means you're doing something that these kids aren't ready for.
2: That's exactly right.
1: And you will hear these teachers say this, and it, it and it blows my mind. And you'll you'll you hear them in the workroom. They go, like, I can't believe it. Like. Like 80% of my kids failed this test, you know? And you're like, so you gave them the test too soon. The test was too hard. You didn't The do test isn't right.
0: connected to the
1: lessons you gave. Some, something's wrong. And, and then they will hear something similar to this or some expectation that they have. And they go, and I teach high school. They're like, well, I tell them all the time. You're going to have to do this in college anyway. And the, and the middle school teachers are going, well, you're going to have to do this in high school. And the elementary school, well, you have to do this in middle school. Like, well, yes, they're going to have to do it then. Let them do it then. Like, why are you making them do it now?
2: I say it all the time. Our high school students, they are, they are, they are still kids. They yeah. just happen to shave.
1: Yeah. I think I'm giving them a taste of college and going, Hey, I want to kind of share with you with like a ton of support how like what would some some skills that will make you successful in college because I don't want you to to college and be lost, but I'm not going to like, you know, treat you like a college student and expect you to like do things with no support that, that, that makes no, that I'm like, Oh my God. And kids
2: are, kids are smart. Like the relevance, like, let's be honest. You, us three are probably around the same decade in age.
1: I was, um, I'm I'm 53 years old in February. I don't know why I keep saying it, but I'm 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 i only turning 21. I'm going to be 50. I'm 52 and a half. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, go ahead.
2: No, what I'm what I was going to say is we were pumped with this idea of college mm-hmm. from the time I can remember. You know, pumped into college, pumped into college. Oh yeah. pumped yep. in. And kids these days, they are seeing you. Do not have to have a college diploma anymore to be highly successful but what you do have to have are skills so we need we need to stop this narrative um that we're still telling you know we might not we not might not be telling be saying everybody needs to go to college but kind of like you said we're doing these things that are going to prepare you for college well i don't know about you guys but at my high school 30 percent of kids go to college um the rest of them go into you know blue collar jobs trades yeah and there's nothing wrong with that they right. make more than me right right <laughs> I, my yeah.
0: my first teaching experience it was i only taught there for like a week um because it was still Ooh. in college it was like
2: oh three okay. like i thought like, you're yeah. saying you taught there and then they let you go after a week no no i mean i was <laughs> bad
0: but like no, no no this is like pre-student teaching they're like just oh, okay. get into a classroom and try right. and it was a rural area um and so, like, literally, the school is between, like, the cornfield and the cow patch. Yep. And so uh, I I'd I get stuck behind tractors on the way to work. Oh, yeah. Um, nice. But, like, yeah, I had some kids there, and like, you know, trying to, like, get into... It, it was my first time ever teaching in front of, like, a full classroom. And so, like, kids just lying down, putting their heads down, sleeping. Like, you know, they, they got to get up. They got to read. And my quadrant teacher teacher's like, no, they're going to drive a tractor. Like, they, they know what their job is going to be the moment they graduate, and they don't feel like they need to read Huckleberry Finn to get there.
2: Yeah. Which is fair. Like, they don't. Yeah. And I would argue, yeah. And I would argue, if you've got kids like that, then we aren't showing them the relevance, and we, or let's, or we don't need to teach it.
0: Right. Or we need to find something, like, something that's relevant that still applies. Absolutely. There's plenty of literature that can connect to what they're doing. And if I'm presenting something that doesn't connect to them, like, yes, I think they could learn a lot from To Kill a Mockingbird, but I don't think they really care about Southern lawyers, right? Or racism. Like, a lot of them just don't think about it if if they're in a mostly white town. So You're you're exactly right. You need to give them something that they can
1: connect to and still apply to. That's exactly right. But let's play the... The admin colleague student game, because we haven't played that in, in quite a few episodes, boys and girls, and I know I know it's a it's a listener favorite. So we're gonna um if I haven't prepared the, the names to discuss we're just gonna have to be on the fly here. Oh wow. I Love know. That. I know. So um we're gonna play admin colleague student. So just mm-hmm. to kind of like give us some background, Ryan, when it comes to entertainment, sports, other things, what what do you nerd out to? Ah.
2: <sighs> What do I nerd so I'm gonna be honest. Um hmm. I am really into music.
1: Music, okay, and, and is there a specific um, genre or, or, or years? S- no
2: n- No, like no. I love everything from uh, the only thing I do not like is country. But um okay. I love okay. hip hop, love, love, love hip hop. Okay. Um, but Ooh, outside I'll- of that,
1: nineties rock. Nineties rock? Okay. So you don't go back as far as the Beatles. I love the Beatles. Love the Beatles. Okay, so we'll start off with the Beatles. Okay, let's do it. So, so admin, colleague, student. So you have to pick one. Imagine you're a teacher again. Okay, so you have to pick one of them to be. And we're we're gonna um, we're gonna throw out George. Okay, so you have to pick between. Oh, who do you want to throw out? Because you can only pick three. Paul. Okay, we get rid of Paul. Okay, get rid of the pretty boy. Okay, so you've got (laughs) you've got John. George and Ringo. Yes. One of them has to be your teacher that you're, that's your, that your colleague. One of them has to be your admin that they're going to be in charge of the school and your boss. And one of them is going to be your student. So, so you got, um, John, George, and, and Ringo. Who are you going to make your admin, colleague, and student?
2: Okay. That's easy. That's very easy. Okay. Um, John would be admin. Um, okay. and nope. here's why. Um, uh-huh. my wife and I, when we met, we both, shared the quote, uh you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. Someday I hope you'll join us and the world will live as one. Okay. John was just the deep thinker. Like okay. he was the guy Visionary that had the right. Vision. Right. And so he's the admin. Okay. Colleague. Um I would love to work with George. George just seems like a super fun guy to go mm-hmm. out and have drinks with. Um yep. or just to go out go and sit down and just talk. He's very um, Zen. Yes. yes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And then the student Ringo is like a little kid. Yes. Um, but he'd be the know. funny kid in your class. You'd love. Yes. Well, he was on Mister Conductor. He was like uh, Thomas the Tank, whatever yeah. it was called. Yeah, Thomas yeah, yeah. The Tank. He was yes. Mister
0: Conductor before George Carlin. That's yes. exactly right. Yes.
2: So yeah. So that's who I would do. I, okay. I think
0: John would also be a good administrator because he's not impressed by wealth <laughs> and people with money. is mm-hmm. uh, uh, one concert where. uh I I forget who they're performing for, but it might have been like the Royal Albert Hall or something. And he's like, I'm All right to... everybody uh uh you know, down here just clap along and all the rich people up there yeah, just jiggle yes. your jewelry. Yes. There you go. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. So cool. Awesome, that that's that's cool. Okay, let's let's do It was for the Queen of England. Yes. It was for the Queen,
0: right? I thought that it was, but I didn't want to say that and be wrong.
1: Okay, go ahead and be wrong. Let's do let's do one more. <laughs> um so uh to disco throw out you're you're on you're on this clock, throw out three more four. Alright,
0: right. M- musicians, you ready? Let's do uh, it. Prince, uh David Bowie, and Michael Jackson.
2: Ooh, okay. So when I think of David Bowie, I think of David Bowie off of Labyrinth and
1: okay. those
2: hideous pants that he wore. <laughs> um, <laughs> um when I think of Prince, okay. Ooh, man, this is like a this is a unique. Okay, so Michael Jackson, obviously the student. Um, I don't think he really ever cognitively aged over ten. He mm-hmm. um, needs some relationships. He <laughs> <You> needs <laughs> some. Love. Yes. Oh Lord. Um, Friends. <laughs> okay. No. So yeah, David Bowie definitely would be the admin. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, in my, I'm thinking of him singing "Ground Control." Mm-hmm. Um. And then my, yeah, Prince would be my colleague just because, let's see, he he was, I've heard some stories about Prince, and he's, oh, he boy. was a very down-to-earth guy mm-hmm. also, and he was yeah. very, very good for, like, his um, employees. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah.
0: Yes. Cool. And he was very competitive and, and very good at what he did.
1: I was going to say, but he didn't mind, just like Prince... He doesn't mind sharing. He would let you do his lesson, just like he would let Sinead O'Connor and the Bangles and um, Sheena right. Easton like like sing his songs. Like it's it's. I have a great lesson. I I, I like Little Richard. So many great lessons. I'm going to give them to give them to other people. Yeah, okay. because
2: education is not a competitive sport.
1: Yes, and here's another reason why I love I love Prince. Okay, just just a little shout for. Well, I love him for like eight million reasons, but um so. He was a big New Girl fan. I don't know if you know this or not, but um you guys watched the sitcom New Girl, okay? Yeah, oh, New Girl, okay. So this goes live.
0: With Zoe Deschanel.
1: Yes. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So Prince said, "Hey, can I be on the show? I, I love the show. Can I? Can I? I want lo- a guest on an episode." And they said, "Sure, Prince. You, you want to be on our show? We'll, Whatever you we want, will, we will write an episode to to Ooh, build yeah. you in." So they're like, "Okay, well, here's the premise of the show. The 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 the." the characters somehow get an invite to a party at prince's house and there's other stuff that takes place with in within the show but that's the the big premise is they're going to end up at, at a party at prince's house and so they're writing it and they go hey we think we can also get um kim kardashian since it's going to be like a party with celebrities and da 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 prince goes kim kardashian would never be at a party at my house i would not let her <laughs> at a party at my house and i'm like yes prince I love you. In thank points, you very for much. Prince. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
2: Yeah. Now I like uh, Prince even more. Exactly.
1: When I found out, I'm like, oh, you. Yeah. Thank you for for, for doing that. Hey,
2: I'm gonna go. Uh, as <laughs> soon as I'm done, I'm gonna go tell Alexa to turn on Purple Rain.
1: Awesome. Purple awesome. Rain. Alright, so we love exactly right. we're getting we're getting to the end here, boys and girls. We love funny stories, so your your anecdotes from like the ones you tell at like the um the party or you're telling your friends, Oh, it must be crazy being a teacher or a principal, da, da 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 and you go, oh let me tell you the time this kid this or the time this happened. So um hit us with some well, of your parents little, says your little an admin. Yes. Here's what here's just a couple of uh, funny anecdotes. You had to deal with like a discipline case and it was oh, just well, hysterical.
2: Okay. Yeah. Well, so in the world of high school, there are a lot of let's say NC seventeen <laughs> discipline problems that uh-huh. we have to do with.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um,
2: I wouldn't quite say they're rated R, but they're definitely not rated G okay. or g Yeah. Um mm, So I'm trying to decide no, I probably don't need to tell those. Um, <laughs> I, I don't I, love it I already. probably don't. I probably don't. Okay. Um now, you know, there's been the funny stories, funny pictures that my kindergartners have, you know, when because they had to draw and they would mm-hmm. do like um they would copy. Well, that was first grade. They would copy sentences off the board for me. And then they draw a picture to go with it to show comprehension. Right. Mm-hmm. Um And I can remember. um Multiple up op- multiple times where they would copy the sentence and then they draw something that was very sexually suggestive. Oh, my. Um, but that was to the adult. So to the, the kids are like completely you right. know, naive and everything. It's but, just a rocket ship. Yes. Yeah, right. right. But me <laughs> yes. and the kindergarten assistant are looking at it like. Oh, and trying not to laugh. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I Who's wish this person dancing on the pole. That's my dad shoveling snow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes.
2: Yes. Oh. Right. Right like yeah. that's, my, that's my mom's friend that comes over when my daddy goes to work.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go.
2: <laughs> oh, no. That's all I got. That's Love cool.
1: It. So guys, we're wrapping it up here. We thank you so much for tuning in. And um, now you have like, obviously you're going to be listening to the Big Idea podcast. The link is in the show notes. And so now you have more, obviously we've had other podcasts on before, but you've got, you've got Another um, education podcast that you can listen to after you listen to all of our episodes, obviously. Absolutely. Right now, you only
0: have a small idea of what the big idea podcast is.
1: Ooh, wow. Look at you into Disco. Thank you. Thank you. You're so welcome. To pay me the big bucks. Yes, yes. Yeah, that, that's so good. So please, please guys, do that. do 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 give um Ryan a listen and tune in some of those episodes, especially the ones that he, he mentioned. We'll will try and uh have the links for those ones specifically in the in the um the, the New Zealand guy and the skateboard oh that's the skateboard guy and and, and yep. um the little girl. The seven
0: year old. Yes, yep. there
1: we go. Um and then Bob Barr. Bob Barr, Bob Bar, Bar, Bob, Bar. Really I, the Bob Bar one. the elephant. Right, that's I'm Babar,
2: far. Uh, yeah, it is actually a uh, funny story. His son is. Oh, now you National got Bay- a funny
1: story. Okay, <laughs> but,
2: uh, my bad. His br- his son is Brady Bar. I don't know if you've ever seen the, any of the National Geographic wildlife episodes. Mm-mm. Um, it's his son travels around the world like catching snakes and all of these things. Oh. And he's, he's on National Geographic all the time. Cool, that's awesome. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that is cool.
1: Yeah, I like that. Kind of like a, what's his name? Like Steve Irwiny type guy, huh? Yep. There we go. Awesome. So as we said at the end, guys, love you, thank you for listening, and stay unprofessional. Awesome. Good thing. Thank this you. This a guys. lot of fun. Thank you. Yes.